Dairy. Victoria is fucking tap dancing <laughs> while Ted plays the goddamn entertainer on the piano. I hate her fucking dress so much and those goddamn shoes. The gloves are coming off this episode. Oh, the shit. time has arrived. We are here, fat friends. We are at episode 13. Drum roll, please. I don't know if we should tell them now what side we fall on in this in this fight, or we should just let it unfold. We'll just let it unfold. All right, sounds good. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty obvious, but yeah. Well, it's obvious to the two of us because we've thought about this since right, right. right. I meant like as soon so. as as soon as the episode starts, it'll be <laughs> obvious. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, friends, if you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave us a review so that way people can find us it's still bizarre to me that someone might want to but hey we, we got some stars yeah we have some stars we have some reviews we have some fans yeah dude. um kind of exciting you can mm-hmm. find us also on soundcloud um or you can do you tweet at somebody do you, oh my god i know i'm old <laughs> You, you can, can edit that us, out, right? Find okay, you can us find on us on Twitter, on Twitter and, Facebook. and Facebook. Okay, <laughs> hey, beautiful pod. Yeah. And send us your legendary moment via email at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a message on our Facebook page or a tweet. Yes. You can leave you can, a tweet. You can You can twit at yeah, me. Yeah, you got it right. You nailed it. It's perfect. <laughs> Thanks. You're, so, you're a natural, Caitlin. You're a natural. <laughs> I've never been good at slang. Like when mad was like really cool. Like cool is the best I can pull off. I don't know if mad was ever good for everybody. I mean, I think that's something white people probably should have left alone. Oh, for but sure. We don't yeah. like to do that. We like to just do everything and ruin it one by and, one. And ruin it and burn it. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway, let's keep it light. Let's keep it anyway, light. so if you are listening for the first time, legendary moment, what is that? It's your favorite, favorite moment. From the episode we're talking about. so Could be an episode, too. Could be the whole thing. Could be the whole you know? thing. Um, could be a character. Could be a line of dialogue. Could be a specific moment or... An outfit. An outfit. A plot line going through. A hairstyle. Whatever stands out to you as your favorite moment from any episode. We want to hear about it. Um, and we read them at the end of the show when we talk about our own legendary moments for the episode. And sometimes we get one after the fact and we still love them and we still read them so yeah we have one this is probably sets the record for the most far-flung legendary moment we received this week pretty exciting we yeah. uh got a, a tweet there we Very go good. a tweet from Abha, uh and she is in mumbai india hi Abha. thank you for hi, listening Abha. yeah pretty exciting for us um, so Appa had a legendary moment from our previous episode, which was the wedding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Kate, you love this one too. Yeah. It was, uh, her legendary moment was when, um, Lily grabs, uh, Barney and says, hell no, Claudia is getting married tomorrow. And so help me God, if I catch you even so much as breathing the same air as her, I will take those peanuts you are trying to pass off as testicles and I will squeeze them so hard your eyes pop out and then I'll feed them to you like grapes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Abha and I had a little back and forth where we finished the dialogue. Yes. Where I said, wait, my, my eyeballs or my testicles? And she said, one of each. So she's a true <laughs> fan. Thank you so much, Abha. It was so great to hear from you. Yes. Um, and we will actually hear from her again at the end of the episode. Yeah, so stay tuned. Because she is she is on it, Blue Bonnet. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into drum roll, please. This is episode 13. It's drum roll, please. It first aired on January 23rd, 2006. It was directed by Pamela Fryman. And uh, the writer was Gloria Calderon Kellett, another lady writer. Lady uh, she, writer. Yep. She also wrote The Duel and two episodes in season two and one in season three. And I, this is another episode that on the box set there was a commentary track. Ooh. So yeah. So I got to w- listen to that. And for the commentary track, it was Carter and Craig 
per use. Mm-hmm. And Pamela, aka Pam Fryman, was also there. They the call director. Her Pam? Yeah, they call her Pam. And so I found out Pam on that. Cake? I don't I don't no. think that's a thing. It was. Meet the parents. Oh God. <laughs> that's true. And I've always wondered. Has there is there if any every Pamela's Pam. out there if you're a ever nicknamed Pam Cake? Just you know, curious. They so. called her Pam. Okay. Yep. Back on track. Turns out she's directed all but twelve. Oh. Which is a lot of episodes. Yeah. Um, so only a handful were not directed by her. And she apparently before How I Met Your Mother, which is like her main show, she came from the world of daytime TV. Ooh. Yeah, she was a bunch of roles on the the set of Santa Barbara, which I've never even heard of. Mm. Uh, Maybe that's it, why she did all those jobs, because they had a really low budget. <laughs> low budget. And so she <laughs> eventually became assistant director and then director of Santa Barbara. Mm, interesting. And apparently either Carter or Craig on the commentary said they used to go home and watch Santa Barbara every day after school. That's adorable. Isn't that cute? That's really cute. I Making connections. <laughs> maybe um, they sought her out because of her work. Yeah, maybe. Or they saw it on the resume and were like, get this woman. Yeah. Yeah. Must have. Um, and just some things to think about going into this episode. Carter and Craig said this one is all about the details and everything is a clue. So there are lots of little clues throughout the episode oh, as to where things are going. Yeah. And you see that, like, it's a lot about objects, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that, like the different objects in play. And they also said, uh, I think it was Carter that said that shooting this episode was like a vacation. It was so oh. fun. Yeah, they really, really loved this episode and having the chance to get all sappy. But Caitlin's heart is black as night, so. Yeah, pretty much. That's I mean, probably why it didn't resonate quite as no. much with her. I was annoyed the entire episode. Here Spoiler alert. fucking go. <laughs> All right. Well, now you guys uh, know. Now you know the truth. Didn't take very long. Ugh. I hate her. I'm going to be dragging Caitlin through this, this episode was... and the uh, subsequent episodes. But we'll, we'll get through it together, Ugh. guys. Don't worry. I was late to taping because I still hadn't finished re-watching the episode because it took me so long. <sighs> you know. And I keep taking breaks. I was like, oh, my God. You know, Pam sick. also said, Pam, because we're on first name base right. now. of course. Um, that if you didn't enjoy this episode, that there's something seriously wrong with you and you should go and get checked out by a mental health professional. Well, I just want you to know that. Hold on. That Pam said it's that. not that I didn't. The episode's a great episode. I enjoy yeah. watching yeah. it. I just fucking hate Victoria. Hate her. Yeah. And I hate like she's a lot. She's polarizing. She's Whatever. polarizing. We'll, we'll get, we'll we'll get, get into, into like we'll get all of the things that I hate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Starts out with a little voiceover from future Ted. Um, and it's this montage of wedding photos. Mm-hmm. So they look kind of stock photo-y. But they're not stock yeah. photos. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? You have Craig in there with his wife and also mm-hmm. Gloria Calderon Kellett, the writer of this episode. Her wedding photos in there too. So that's pretty cool. So Ted is saying in life there are a lot of big romantic moments, but then the moments pass and all you're left with is the cruel, unshaven bastard <laughs> named reality, which I love. Mm. So we pick up right where we left off. Last episode, we are at Claudia and Stuart's wedding. And reality has kicked Ted in the sprouts, as Marshall predicted, mm-hmm. because he had this whole big fantasy in mind, as Ted Mosby usually does, of how he thought the night would go, and it all got taken away because Robin ended up having to go and cover the uh, 11 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. So they're at this wedding, and Ted says reality was the enemy that night at this point. So this early on establishes the idea as of weddings as this time to sort of let go of reality and be someone you're not and um, sort of let things go let things go where the night takes you. Sure. So Barney's sitting there talking to Tanya. Tanya, I love strange loved pronunciation, Tanya. but okay, Tanya. So uh Yeah, Tanya, I wonder was that like a choice? Like was that or is that just how, how Patrick Neil Harris Patrick says Tanya? Like, is it Tanya Harding? I, Tanya? No, because she spelled it with an O. But 
Even with an A, I usually hear it pronounced Tanya, but anyway. Yeah, I would never... I'm not sure. So Barney and, and Tanya are sitting there. We assume she's a bridesmaid at this point because he's yep. been talking nonstop about bridesmaids all night. Has a has a blog post about bridesmaids, too. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of um, actually graphs, which are really funny because it uses that like deep mauvey, purpley, and like that light lavender color that's like stock for charts on like mm-hmm. Word. Oh you know, my from, god! Like, the late ninety-eight. 90s. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you could check it out. Check it out, Barney's blog. Like, we're yeah. gonna keep. We're gonna keep rolling. We got a lot. We got a lot to right. cover. I'm just like focused on my hatred. I yes, can't really yes. see any just peripheral. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barney's telling her, or he's told her that she that he's going into the Peace Corps, and she is just eating it up, believing everything because who oh, would lie yeah. about that, right? Right. And this isn't the last time we will hear about Barney and the Peace Corps, <laughs> which I forgot about. Yeah. And then um, Carter on the on the commentary mentioned that the Peace Corps situation comes back around later on so gear up for that speaking of eating things up jason siegel in the background of this scene oh my god is a freaking revelation indeed you think that his storyline about loving the cake starts like next scene but they set this up so perfectly ted and barney are talking to tanya and, you know, scoping out the babes. And Marshall and Lily are in the background eating the cake and just he, loving every making single Making love to the bite. cake. Like yeah. Marshall's faces, he's, like, eating it slowly. Yes. Like, he's just Savoring very, it. Yeah. Beyond savoring it. As we know, Ted's fantasies haven't really, haven't really panned out, so he's kind of given up on that sort of thing. Last episode, he just sort of admitted to himself, like, I'm a single guy, that's who I am. And then... He looks across the crowded room, and we all know Ted loves to look across a crowded room and sees this beautiful woman. Isn't she beautiful, Caitlin? A vision. A vision. <laughs> a vision. Um, yeah, so we see that shot from last episode, and then it's the next morning in the apartment. The next morning, we're in the apartment, and Lily's kind of playfully asking Ted where he was all night because he just sort of disappeared. And Ted is on cloud fucking nine. Like he is just in the best of moods. And he says, I had the most amazing night ever. And Marshall's like, oh my God, I know that cake. (laughs) Obviously that's why Ted was over the moon. Yeah. And no wonder Claudia was berating the baker the previous day because she knew the stakes. Yeah, man. Had it not been Tahisha Vanilla, none of this story might have been solved. Exactly. If Marshall hadn't fallen in love with that Tahitian Vanilla cake. Mm -hmm. Might have been a different story altogether. Yeah. (laughs) Sunrise, sunset. Am I right? (laughs) So we flash back to Ted and this mystery woman Mm -hmm. sitting across from each other. And right off the bat, she lets him know that she doesn't hook up at weddings. And I love Ted's line when he says that that probably wasn't always a rule. Yeah. So probably had a less than a stellar experience. Right, and, right. And decided to kind of swear that off. Uh, but she tells him that those big romantic moments, they're great when they happen, but they're not real. And mm-hmm. she really reminds me of Ted, like kind of matching the way that no he shit. speaks. And, you yeah. know, just like their little flirty back and forth, their whole thing. Um, yeah. She just sounds like female Ted. Yeah, and it's like she's been recently burned too by the this like big idealistic heart she has. Mm-hmm. Because when she said that, I was like, when she said big romantic moments are great when they happen, but they aren't real, all I could think about was Robin. Right. You know, and how he had thought this big romantic moment was going to be like the foundation of their relationship. It's like, it's not and real. And it wasn't. Right, right, it's not real. So they talk about, you know, having wedding goggles and... And, you know, just like in their little back and forth, they're already making jokes about proposing in like the first 30 seconds of this conversation. So she is very much like Ted in that in that way. Yeah. And it's nice to see him allowed to be charming, because up until this point, the other girls have not been feeling what he's been putting out. 
Yeah. So, it, like, his, his charm hasn't been able to come through. It's just sort of come all come across as sort of, not whiny, but sort of... Hokey? Hokey and, er, like, overly <laughs> earnest and sort yeah. of plaintive. And so here you actually see someone flirting the way he flirts. Yeah, and, and like, oh. there's, like, give and take. Like, oh, okay, so... Yeah. It feels even, you it, know? It works it doesn't a feel, bit. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel, one-sided. like, um, one-sided or, or unrequited. So it's it's nice to see... Ted, you know, clicking with somebody for once. Yeah. Good God. Vibing, right? Vibing without trying to force <laughs> it. Yeah. Ted tells her that he's not putting on the moves and she's kind of bummed about it. <laughs> and uh, she decides to give him a proposal and immediately she tells him he's not, go- she's not going to sleep with him. And so he makes a joke about not being as interested in hearing what she has to say, but jokes <laughs> and laughs and says, go on. And she says that the thing that screws it all up is the next day. Mm-hmm. So just cut that out. Do you agree with that? The next day ruins things? Because I don't think so. Because, Well, know. I think that she has some things right that, of course, that initial feeling feels great. And it is easily tarnished, as she says. But it's also just so stupid. It's, it's such a Ted idea. I wrote, she is yeah. so Ted. Yeah. You know? To just make it this, tonight we will make a memory that will never be tarnished. Literally threw up in my mouth, <laughs> had to pause it and walk away. Like, shut up. To, like, just. We'll look tonight. back on this night and it will be perfect. Like, when we're old then and gray. Then when we're old and gray, yeah. we'll look back on this night and it'll be perfect. It's so Ted, Come though. fucking on. I it's know, but so, it's so Ted. It is. It definitely is Ted, but it is so cheesy. It is so over the top. It is just hard to swallow yeah that's what she said but that's ted i know it's ted but it's stupid (laughs) i have no respect for you victoria or i guess you know i I was talking to my son because i was like what do you think about i just like very like no emotion in my face or my voice which is pretty easy i'm a robot super cash uh yeah what do you think about this what do you think about victoria and he was like he went I don't know. She's not as great as everyone thinks. I was like, thank you. Oh, wow. That apple. I know. Dropped right off the tree. <laughs> He's still hanging on. He is so <laughs> mean. He is so mean. Tonight, we will make a memory that will never be tarnished. Like, I don't know. I understand the romantic ideal of it. I understand that. I know that you don't. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I get it. But it is also short-sighted. And impractical, yeah, but the, absolutely, they're they're hopeless romantics, and they're both trying to make this story right. Like they're trying to make a story that they'll have at the end of their lives that they can right. look back on. So of course he buys but, it. But it, why does it have to be like some like storybook kind of thing? That's like why does it just sound like a fairy are. tale? Why can't? Why does it matter? Because reality has fucked Ted over so many times. That okay. Think, oh, yeah, sure. Middle class white male. <laughs> Your life is so hard. Relatively. Ted. In the romantic world. I, I mean, they're just they're just like grandiose thinkers when it comes to romantics. I guess I am just not at all You're that a practical way. patty. I guess. A practical pancake. So. Oh. oh. So. He's totally in. Of course. This they is right up his alley. Yeah. Oh, he's just eating it. Fuck it up. Just. He just loves it. He's so excited. She's and uh, so they said to use, yeah, I know, fake names. And she's going to be Buttercup. And Ted decides he is Lando Calrissian. Star Wars reference? Yep. What would your fake name be? Oh, I was with Sarah. Sarah? Yeah. See? Generic enough this that... This why you don't get it. I guess. You picked another just... Oh, oh, I thought you meant like when you're out at a bar and a guy or a girl approaches you, what's the name you give them if you don't like them? Like you don't want to talk to them. Oh, no, but that's not what this is. This is like their fantasy land, right? Oh, yes. Sarah. Hey, I'm Sarah. It's like, wow. Good cover. I don't know what I would be. So we'll go with Sarah. (laughs) Deal. I won't tell you my real name. I'm Sarah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so Barney comes over, Ted, 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 Ted. 
and uh, so, you know, the fake name thing is totally lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, decided to give each other their real names and dun da da da. Drum roll, please. This is Victoria. Victoria. Cute. <laughs> so, flash back forward from yeah. that night, but to present, whatever. And Marshall and Lily are like, what? No, 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 no. Terrible decision. What were you doing? A weenie-ass idea, as Marshall said. A weenie-ass idea. Exactly. (laughs) And Marshall explains that it's like the cake he had last night. He needs to find out where it came from. He has this great line. What was it, Kate? Last night I had the best cake of my life. You think I'm going to let that cake out of my life? No, I'm going to find out who made that cake, and I'm going to get some more cake. Thank you. Thank you very much. One of Kate's middling impressions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of her secret talents yeah we're not, we won't do any more of that ah oh, fine um but also this is extremely reminiscent of the pineapple incident yes it is where marshall is so fixated on the well the food item but like something a minor piece of the story that food no one, mystery yeah that people have kind of forgotten about and he as he says it haunts him like yeah. he needs to know where that cake came from. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, yeah. I I get it. Yeah. You have a really good cake. Hell yeah. I My cousin, let's see, she got married almost four years ago. Best cake of my fucking life. Ooh. It was like lemony and almondy. Mm, I and love lemony cake. Holy shit. It was the most delicious cake I'd ever eaten. So yeah. she posted something on Facebook, and everyone's like, beautiful wedding, beautiful wedding. And I was like, best cake of my life. <laughs> Then three years on their anniversary, posts it, and I commented, oh, man, I still dream about that cake. And then she took a screenshot because that's, like, basically what I had said three years before (laughs) when she first posted the picture. Not surprising, you know, but. Mm. And the next flashback, because this is structured like Pineapple Incident, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they could have just chronologically told this story uh, starting at Stuart and Claudia's wedding and gone forward. But instead, we jump ahead to the morning, and then it's Ted retelling. Basically, at this point in the night, they've, you know, both given into the fantasy and they're living in this dream world where there are no consequences. Caitlin's Ugh. making a gag face. <laughs> story. And then Ted decides to put on the moves now that they've set the ground rules. Mm. And he grabs a bottle of champagne and a couple glasses. I support that. Yeah, right? That was That's smooth. a good idea. Like, Ted yeah. is smooth this episode. You don't see that very often. He's often no. very bumbling and, um, you know, just struggling in the in the love department. So mm-hmm. he's finally getting the chance to woo to somebody. Yeah, and know? yeah, and then she appreciates it. So it's making him maybe a little more bold. Yeah, and then she decides that she's going to steal the bouquet to do all the single ladies a favor. And this is the first time. That we see her full dress. And I really like her dress. Of course, Caitlin hates it. Because Caitlin hates everything about Victoria. I liked the top of her dress. I and think then it's it weird and I love it. Zoomed out. I, you know I love weird shit. Yeah, you know yes. we both love wearing weird shit. You don't like the skirt I, situation? No. Hmm. And then we'll get, we'll get to like her footwear too later in the episode. But. Oh, that like totally doesn't match at all? What? Yeah, like... Uh... Now, here's here's my thought. At this point, I remember the first time I watched this, having no idea who Victoria was, I thought there was something sketchy about her. Mm. Because she's clearly been to, like, tons of weddings. And she has all these... She has all these hang-ups about weddings. Mm. So I was like, has she been married before? Is she like a wedding crasher? Because this came out in 06. This episode was in 06. Wedding Crashers was 05. I looked it up. Oh, wow. So I had this idea that maybe she was like some like swindler, wedding crasher, you know, like swoops mm-hmm. in, has fun, and leaves. Like that this whole thing that she did about no names, just fun was right. something that she tried before. Like I had this idea that she was like a some sort of a swindler. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out if that's true. I just remember that being my my first thought of her. Um, and yeah, she's a little shifty. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, she just seems to have a lot of 
she's very cynical about weddings, which you don't see a whole lot. Yeah. Like very, very jaded by it. Mm-hmm. So then we come back to the present day and Lily's like, oh, good for her. Like, that's that was a good thing, stealing the bouquet like that. However, she still plans to throw that flower grenade into the crowd. To chuck it. Chuck that flower grenade into the crowd and say, crawl for it, bitches. It's just what girls do. It's just what girls do. And apparently, Carter and Craig loved making Allison Hannigan say, bitches or bitch. They just, like, <laughs> loved it. Like, I love watching Allison say, bitch or bitches. So. Yeah. Any, I do, too. Anytime you see that. It's because she's so sweet. Oh, she's adorable. Anytime she says that, that's that's uh, Carter and Craig getting there. Getting their mm-hmm. jollies, as they say. Then they ask, oh, where did you guys end up? And we see Victoria trying to tap dance. <laughs> Caitlin is still unimpressed. We had very different readings of this episode. It's amazing. Oh, my it's God. It's amazing. Like, I hate, I hate <laughs> when she dances. And I hate that he is playing the entertainer. Well, apparently she was very nervous. Ashley Williams was very nervous about this. Did you specifically not look up anything about Ashley Williams? Yeah, I did not look up a god, <gasps> god diff- we, and You know what? She's a cute girl. It's it's not her so much. I mean, I don't love her face, but. <laughs> and I oh will, I, I do have to say that when I watch this, I thought that she has to have some sort of dance background or something because it was a pretty good fake tap dance and that it takes a lot of guts to do that. And mm-hmm. goodness knows if they had told me that, I don't know what You're I like, would have done. Hello, I'd like to submit my two weeks now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. You see me dance, so you would know. I can only imagine that in brown heels. Oh, oh. <laughs> like what? Like we'll talk about the shoes later. Okay, all right. So <laughs> she finishes tap dancing and sits down next to Ted, and he says, oh, it's too bad you're not getting some tonight. She says... Mm, you're a dude, I could get some. And he says, yeah, you could totally get some. Which is true. Which is true. And Ted goes to kiss her, and she backs off. And she says, no, we can't kiss. If we kiss, it becomes real. You might use too much tongue. And then, poof, the spell's broken. So she's still trying to go with this fantasy of them creating this perfect, untarnished moment. And she doesn't want his stank breath to ruin it. Well, um, maybe that was like a subtle hint. (laughs) We're not making out because there is no toothbrush in sight. (laughs) Maybe. Who can say? Um, But that's true. I mean, you've never gone on a date with somebody and kissed them and been like, oh. Oh, I've been on terrible dates. Yeah, Yeah. but you think that you like the person and then you kiss them and it's nothing or it's like worse than nothing. Yeah. So it's like, I get that. I get the wanting to like preserve the moment, right? There's this chemistry sure. and you don't want anything to, to screw it up. They're just being crazy about it. But I'd rather, but, but I feel like the, the kiss is like the truth teller. So if it's like terrible, then they don't want you know the what? truth. They don't want the truth. I know. Cause they're, they want the children. Moment. They are children. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin's here to ruin your fun. So she comes up with this plan. Another deal. They're not going to kiss. So many rules. They're not going to kiss, but they're <laughs> going to get as close to kissing as possible. And it's called the drum roll. And this is actually a phrase that the writer, Gloria Calderon Kellett, came up with herself. I thought it was a clever right? title. Or not title. A clever way to put it. For sure. Yeah. And let's well be honest. Right before you kiss somebody is a very sexy moment. So yeah. I remember seeing that being like, ooh, all right. I get into that. I, yeah. Like, ooh. Right? Interesting. Oh. Of course, it's this, you know, big romantic idea. So Ted Mm. goes for it and they do it. And it's like, ooh, sexy. And so but then we jump to the present and we got to cut through all this sappy stuff with something. So Marshall says, a drum roll. So what did you do? Come home and perform a drum solo? I love yeah. that line. He got a good, oh, he got a good laugh out of that. And, you know, Lily, always the voice of re- reason, calls him a doof. Mm-hmm. Says she sounds amazing. And he says, no, it's fine. I'm just, you know, 
I really liked her. She's a wonderful person. We connected on every level. And, you know, I'm just never going to see her again. It's totally fine. And then it clicks that, like, hello, Ted. For the past, what, 20 or the past seven years of your life, you've been looking for something that felt this easy. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to let it go? Yeah. You have all this fight for people who don't want to be with you. And then when someone is right there that wants you back, you don't want to fight for her. No big deal. He tried to be cool, but it didn't work. So he finally realizes, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I have to see her again. And Lily and Marshall are like, okay, finally we can start the detective work. Jesus. So they're like, what else do you know about her? Like, how do we find anything out? Oh, of course, Claudia would know. Yeah. Claudia knows that guest. Claudia knows that that guest list, like the back of her hand. Uh, And Lily says, yeah, call her in two weeks. Yeah, after the honeymoon. We all know Ted was not going to wait two weeks. He didn't even wait two minutes. No. (sighs) And he calls her. He picks up the phone and calls her on her goddamn honeymoon. Marshall also asks him to ask Claudia about the cake. Yeah. (laughs) Ted calls Claudia while she's waiting in the airport to go on her honeymoon because, of course, he does. And Claudia is just so good in this scene. She's so good. She's like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. You know, first, if you think about it, he almost has the wedding called off because of a controversy over his plus one. The plus one who doesn't even go to the wedding. And now... 24 hours later, he's calling her to find out the name of another girl. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, Ted? But Claudia tells him that good, you know, good news for him. She knows everybody on the list. Bad news, there isn't a Victoria at the wedding, and she hangs up on him. Hang on, so, you missed one of my favorite parts. What's that? <laughs> when Claudia. She gets past, like, being angry at Ted, and she was like, all right, who is it? Is it my fat cousin, Lindsay? Oh. Lindsay, don't be embarrassed. She, she has pretty eyes. <laughs> yes. God, so good. And Pam Fryman said, here's your spinoff when she was looking at uh, oh yeah, Claudia and Stewart. I'm actually surprised they didn't get their own show. Me too. Yeah, they were so good. Ted is so heartbroken to find that there wasn't a Victoria at the wedding. The so one Lily, lead, yeah. Yeah, the one lead he has is is dead, just like that. So Lily suggests that maybe she was using a second fake name. <laughs> and Marshall says that maybe she's a ghost, which is why she didn't kiss him, because she would have passed through him and he would have felt really cold for a second. <laughs> and oh my God, Marshall has a great idea for a screenplay, which is basically like ghost. Let's green light that bad boy. Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a winner. Yeah. Ted's like Marshall, she wasn't a ghost. And of course, Marshall already knows that because she picked up the bouquet proving that she had corporeal form. Yeah. Yeah, duh, Ted. Everyone knows that. Right. So she she's obviously able to manipulate physical objects in this world. Yeah. So she's not a ghost. <laughs> but maybe the bridesmaids will know because she was sitting at a table with them. Mm-hmm. But how will he find out? That's right. Barney. So pineapple incident. Yes. He can call Barney. So Ted calls Barney while he is getting some sort of crazy massage because all we see is Barney laying down on a table and somebody walking and stomping on his back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone named Nirvana. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he asked, Ted asked Barney if he got the bridesmaid, Tanya, that's her name, Tanya's number. And Barney's like, you know it, or you know I did. And so Ted asks Barney to call Tanya to find out more about Victoria. And uh, Barney's like, you know I won't. (laughs) And uh, Ted then asks, why not? And I love this transition because the scene ends with Ted asking why not, and then it cuts to Barney answering at McLaren. So I just love that like kind of transition. Yeah, they actually mentioned that on the on the commentary. the commentary. They said that they had actually filmed the whole thing with him laying down, like answering the questions at yeah. the massage parlor, but it like totally slowed down the whole show. Oh. So they're like, Yeah, it's kinda weird that they that the whole conversation got left on a question and they got to the bar and ordered their drinks before Barney would answer, but it just looked better for the show. It looked better. Well, I saw it as then Barney saying, Ted, I will talk to you later and hanging up the phone or like, I'll meet you at McLaren's. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but. 
So uh, Barney explains that he's just, he's not going to call Tanya because he just saw her last night and he has to wait at least until forever. And besides, he's supposed to be in, going to India with the Peace Corps. So oh, snap. how is that going to work? going to call her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lily tries to tell him that it's for a good cause, uh, but Barney is not going to give in until... Ted says that he will go to Foxy Boxing. And it doesn't matter if they're not Foxy or good at boxing. He's going to go. And Barney calls Tanya and asks about the woman. And Tanya, through Barney, asks, what did her shoes look like? And Barney says, oh, come on. He's a dude. He's not going to know. Which, it's funny because I, if someone gave me that, like, oh, she had on the brown shoes with the snowflakes. Yeah. I've been like, oh, yeah, I remember that bitch. Right. You know? Hated her. <laughs> Something I didn't like about her. Something shifty. <laughs> the brown shoes. <laughs> um, but Ted says, actually, and we cut back to the wedding. They're walking out of the room, and she tosses the bouquet to Ted, and he asks what they should do next. And then, like, no, don't think. Just do the first thing that comes to mind. So she takes off her stupid, ugly fucking shoes, hands them to Ted, and does what looks like a really awful cartwheel, but no shade because Can that's you better do than one? any. No, I, last time I tried, I broke my pinky. Oh my God, <laughs> I know. Holy shit, girl. Yeah. Ooh. So Barney relays the message that she was wearing brown shoes and had little snowflakes on them. And I love that he and says shoes, not heels. Yeah. Brown shoes. shoes. <laughs> you just picture like loafers. I know. I love it. I know. Uh, and um, I, I just would not have gone with brown shoes. Well, it was, I, uh, it was early. It was early 2000s. Earth tones, as we know from the show, uh, were a thing. I guess so. But I feel like nude. Yeah, but I don't know if the nude shoe was, like, huge yet. I feel like that came a little later. Well, they looked awful. (laughs) So I remember the first time I saw them, I thought they were really cute, but now, as an adult, the snowflakes look like they were stuck on. Yeah, Yeah. they look really cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're brown. Yeah. Like, where do you even buy brown shoes, (laughs) as Barney puts it? But the redeeming thing about this scene of the two of them is that it sort of has this... The whole thing has sort of had like um, Like if you've ever been inside your school at night when there's no one there and you're just yeah, like running around like a crazy person. Yeah. No, but like as a kid. Oh, it's like a, forb- like a forbidden yeah. kind of... Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like I like that vibe. It sort of goes with their whole fantasy thing. So I didn't mind the cartwheels. I didn't mind the shoes. But that's because I'm not a monster. <laughs> Your heart is black and cold. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, uh, oh so, yeah, yeah. so Ted starts to kind of slump over. He's like so sad, and Lily's like, "Yo, we're gonna call the hotel. We're gonna ask for any guest name Victoria or Tori or Vicky." And then Marshall chimes in, "Or Ichner." <laughs> she probably doesn't go by Ichner. Can you even do that? Like, can you call a hotel and say, are there any Victoria's staying? I don't think so. I mean, maybe if it was, if you said you were, like, calling on behalf of the bride or something. But I don't think they can just give out guest information like that. One time, uh, years and years and years ago, my mom was at a wedding for her cousin. It was, like, super drunk. And for every... Yeah, like, you know, two glasses of wine, she's done. (laughs) So, you know how they take table pictures? Yeah. She went around to each table with her brother and sat down and was in every single table picture. <laughs> I love it. And, the, and then at the end of the night, was so drunk, she went to the front desk and demanded to know the, the room numbers for every one of her relatives staying in the hotel that night. Jesus. I know. Yeah. What did she do with that information? Ding dong dish? I don't think they gave it to her. Oh. Her story got a little fuzzy after that. <laughs> so I think she probably just went to bed. Yowza. Then Ted's like, you know what? That's all right. That's fate. That was a point. I just saved me for myself. You know, we said what ruins it is the next day, and we didn't want that. So that's that's it. Yeah, and so we're talking about free will versus fate again. Do you make things happen, or do things happen to you? And so Ted is trying to let things get handled by fate now, but mm-hmm. we all know that he can't sit still all that long, so... Um, and also, 
just as he's thinking it's the end of it, there's still a whole giant piece of the story that's about to get uncovered. You're right. Um, back at the apartment, Lily is uh, sitting on the couch reading, and apparently the book she's reading, did you see this? Yeah. Was written by the um, the writer's husband. Yep, pure ducky goodness. Apparently. So Robin comes in to tell her about the... Uh, the anchoring last night, and she's the new substitute weekend anchor, and she's super jazzed about it. Ooh. Yeah. And she did feel bad about bailing on Ted, but Lily cuts her off, kind of, um, to tell her about what happened. She's like, oh, you don't need to feel bad, because he met someone really great. And I wonder if she was going to tell Lily right then that she showed up. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she was. I mean, they're they're best friends. Yeah. Um, but instead, Lily starts telling Robin all about Victoria of this mystery girl and says so everything exciting. so exciting for Ted and tells her everything down to the even down to the brown shoes with the snowflakes on them and Robin says I know who she is and it's like this shocked like this shocked look of recognition so on the first watch through I thought Victoria was related to Robin oh. I remember thinking that because I'm like why would the brown shoes and the snowflakes make her suddenly know this stranger that she's never met? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, we don't know that Robin was at the wedding. Right. I'm like, oh, my God, is this, like, Robin's sister or something crazy? Like, how does she know How does she know this person? Right. Of course, we eventually find out. So Robin says she knows who she is. We come back from the break, and Lily says, you weren't even at the wedding. And Robin says, oh, yeah, about that. I kind of was. So I guess after after the news was done, she was so excited that she decided to surprise Ted at the wedding. And she walked in on the drum roll scene at the piano. Heartbreaker. Mm -hmm. She runs off to cry in the bathroom and she's like completely perplexed at the fact that water is coming out of her face. That's what I always say when that happens to me. Like, what is this strange liquid? Uh-huh. Why are my eyes leaking? And I said, oi vey, get in touch with your emotions, girl. Because this is out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently on the first take of this shot of her in the bathroom, the crew put a fake poop in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So there's that for you. I also thought it was disgusting that she sat down on a toilet in a public place. Yeah. There's no lid. <laughs> you just going yeah, to sit down. Just toilet in your dress. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> just stand there and cry. You don't need to sit. Yeah. Um, well, it was a fancy hotel. Maybe there was a seat. Who knows? Or a lid. Probs not. Um, so then someone walks into the bathroom and asks her if she's okay. And we see the little brown shoes with the little snowflakes. And throw up in the toilet. Yep. <laughs> they're so fucking ugly. <sighs> Please move away from the stalls. You're making it worse. Uh, so she asked her if she wants to come out and talk about it. And She's been told she's an excellent hugger. She's an excellent hugger. Like, I don't... She's a nice girl. But you know what? As someone who identifies with Robin in that crying is strange i don't want a fucking stranger to touch me it's just and comfort me it's an offer and it's nice i guess (laughs) i'm such a new england a new england or connecticut stiff upper lip yeah stoic take it on the chin (laughs) she doesn't want to come out because she's like caitlin and doesn't cry in front of people or at all and normal victoria asks while why she's crying and then we cut back to the future and lily says <gasps> because you have feelings for ted dun 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 and fucking robin i don't know maybe uh, i want to smack her yeah and you can tell that lily does too because this is an amazing line when she just says yeah geez louise happiness is not that difficult which is true i've said that so many times over the years to people who have been like <laughs> suffering in their relationships Oh, I love it. Like, just be together. You like him. He likes you. Perfect. Do it. It's not hard. Yeah. And of course, Robin is just so disconnected from her own feelings. She's like, I cried. So what? That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't tell me how I feel. I don't know how I feel. And Lily, the conscience, guess what? You cried. That's how you feel. That's nothing but how you feel. Mm-hmm. I love that line. Me too. So finally, 
Robin admits that she has feelings for Ted, but at the same time, she nothing has changed. Like she doesn't want to get married. He does. He wants to, you know, mm-hmm. have this whole crazy family. He's got it all planned out. So she thinks it's the right thing to do. To tell Ted, Lily points out, or you could tell him that you like him. Right. And both of my friends can be happy at the same time for once. Exactly. M- much more convenient. Yeah. So then they head out to go down to the bar, and we are not sure what she's going to do. Cut to the bar, and Barney is bragging about how Tanya gave him $50 for a cab fare after sleeping with her. So he's officially been paid for sex. Because, you know, all his money got converted to India dollars. <laughs> That's what you Good guys you, call Barney. it over there, right, Apa? India dollars? Yeah. yeah. India dollars. It's got to be right. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Barney. <laughs> I know. And Robin and Lily show up, and Robin immediately asks to talk to Ted outside. And, of course, Ugh. Ted's phone rings. Everybody's phones in this show are just, I know. they're ruined. Mm-hmm. So he looks at it, and Robin's like, no, go ahead. Answer it. Fucking martyr. I know. So it's Stuart on the phone, and he tells Ted that his lovely bride would <laughs> like to talk to him. And Claudia's on the phone. She's like, Ted. Ted, how are you? Like, just, like, kind of laying it on. And yeah. she's like, my new husband and the vodka cranberry have helped me realize <laughs> that sometimes that she acts like a crazy person, and she doesn't want her new husband to think She's a crazy person. (laughs) Ted notices Marshall's miming in the background, like spooning food into his mouth. And Ted's like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Like, I didn't. You're fine. And hey, but where'd you get that cake? And we hear the word cake. And then the camera goes back to the bathroom stall. And we see Victoria, who offers Robin the bouquet to cheer her up. She's like, here, it sounds like you need this. Because a girl crying about being single really wants to be reminded of matrimonial bliss. <laughs> it's just a okay. gesture, Caitlin. It's fine. Fine. It's an olive branch, I guess. <laughs> yes. And Robin uh, says thank you and then asks if she is a friend of the bride or the groom. Camera switches back to present day with Claudia and she says, we got it at this little bakery downtown. And we go back to Victoria and you can kind of feel the tension building and she says, actually, neither. Mm-hmm. Back to Claudia. It's called the Buttercup Bakery. And then we immediately cut to Ted saying, pleased to meet you, Buttercup. Yep. And Victoria, we're then back in the, in the bathroom, and she says, I made the cake. And then all of that information, just like, you can kind of see it all kind of running through Ted's head. And he's like, she made the cake. Yeah. I will admit, like, I love the way that is. Oh, revealed. yeah. It was it was built so well with all the different little bits. And, and it's, yeah, apparently on the on the commentary, they talked about, like, when they did the table read, this scene didn't make sense to anybody. Like, mm. it was really hard to visualize. visualize so people thought it wasn't going to go very well. But it turned out excellent. It was perfect because it really reminded me of, like, when that happens to you in real life, when, like, all of a sudden it hits you, you're like, holy shit. Like, you all of a sudden are aware of something that maybe you didn't... Yeah, and it's like all before. these little pieces have come together, so it kind of is like fate. Because either way, Ted was just about to find out who Victoria right. was. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I part of me thinks that Robin was going to not tell him, but was going to be like, I have feelings for you. Right. Because when she sees him ask about the cake... Her face kind of drops. Yep. So it's like, you missed your chance. You missed your fucking chance. You snooze, you lose. You've had 12 episodes to make mm-hmm. your move, but that's fine. So Marshall's amped. Fucking amped. Yeah. You see it at the, at the end, like right before it cuts to black, he says, she made the cake, and he sort of like is just popping <laughs> out of his seat. So excited. Um, and so Ted says, she wasn't on the guest list because she wasn't a guest. Makes sense. And Marshall says, this is a girl. Marry her today. She has to move in yeah. with us. She made that cake. Yeah. She's good people. Do it. Um, I love it. And then out of nowhere, Lily says, don't do it. And everyone is so confused. Especially I love how Marshall screeches. Baby, what are you talking about? His voice oh, like He's just like incredulous. Yeah. Can't believe it. I love so good. And Ted Bad says, reaction. you've been busting my apple bag all day to get to track this girl down. And busting my apple bag, 
I have taken this phrase and used it in my own life. And apparently everyone in the in the cast and crew did the same thing. Oh really? It was a phrase that was adopted from I think one of the writers' childhoods. It's like a southern phrase, I guess. And so um, everyone started using it. My husband says yam bag. Bust your yam bag? Yeah. Ew. Like balls, yeah. Oh, yams. <laughs> That's yeah, awfully he's like, generous. At least yams make sense. Apples doesn't make sense. How does like, yam? What? Yams are huge. I don't know. Bust in my yam bag. <coughs> oh. Either either way, it just it's gross. I feel like apple bag is just like funner to say than yams. Yeah. Anyway, I agree. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Lily's trying to cover and backtrack and give Robin some time, and says maybe she's not that into you, and that's why she didn't give you her number, Robin. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to say? And all Robin can say is, Ted, go get her. Because at this point, at this point, he knows who she is. He has to go right. for it. And she also knows that she's not, she's still not what he really wants. And this all seems like this magical thing that's happening and he needs to go through it. So mm-hmm. he runs off and Barney says, you're finally going to suit up. And he says, sorry, yes. can't. Because... He already told Victoria um, that on the weekends he wears jeans and a bleach-stained sweatshirt. You sit on the throne of lies, Ted fucking Mosby. You wear that goddamn corduroy <laughs> jacket. Never seen you We've wear seen that it. fucking sweatshirt. We've seen it, Ted. We've seen you in your pajamas. We've seen you in every form of undress. Not once mm-hmm. have I seen a bleach-stained sweatshirt. So you're just trying Never. to sound cool. Um, yeah, so they do a quick flashback uh, to Ted and Victoria coming in at the end of the at the end of the wedding, and there's people cleaning up the the ballroom, and they find a boombox that I guess the cleaners left behind, and they put it on for a final dance. Yeah. It has a romantic song. Yeah, Michael Bubble. Everyone cleans to Michael Bublé. Don't lie. I clean to Barry Manilow. Oh God, and that's the truth, Love fans. Him. Um, so the song is You Don't Know Me, which is kind of perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like this really romantic song, but it keeps saying, but you don't know me. So that's, that's definitely where they're at. Um, and so we're there and then we flash back and we're in the cab and Ted is in his, his bleach stained sweatshirt and they pull up outside and, uh, Carter and Craig said they loved filming the the cast in cabs that they were always really good in the in the taxi scenes but that mm-hmm. filming in limos was a pain in the ass <laughs> so the limo was like oh none of them like that bam didn't either ted is spacing out well, he wishes them luck yeah marshall asks for a cupcake. yeah marshall asks for a cupcake and then ted is just spaced out not listening to anybody and he's thinking about those final moments of the night and he still is trying to get her to tell him anything about her she won't tell him her last name. And he says, you know, there's one little flaw with your plan. I'm going to have all these great memories and then one sucky one. I'm going to have to watch you walk away. And so she says, close your eyes and count to five. And at this point, it's pretty clear that they both really needed this sort of like romantic, beautiful night. Because she's really sad to leave him, but she doesn't want to ruin it. I know that you're in disbelief about it. So, to spare him that terrible memory, she runs off while he's counting. And about halfway through his counting, you can see him kind of figure out what she's doing. Mm -hmm. He gets to four and he's like, huh, she's gone. And so he opens up his eyes and he's left standing alone. He clutches his chest. And that, like, part gets me every time. It's the Mosby grab. That's what they called it on the thing. He's like, ugh. Yeah, he did that in the pilot, too, and I remember that. Yep. I was like, oh, it's a Ted move. And then they said, oh, there it is, the Mosby grab. Josh Radner came up with that, and I was like, oh. And it gets me every time. See? It's like, oh, my heart literally yeah, hurts. Yeah, like, oh. Knock the wind out of me. Yeah. Um, so then he's, we're back in the cab, and Ted is saying, maybe I shouldn't go in. Maybe we both needed this, and if I go in there, I'm going to ruin a perfect moment. And if you look in the background, Marshall's, like, falling asleep. He's, like... And he's, like, looking at Barney and, like, rolling his eyes. It's so good. It's so good. His background game is strong. 
It is. If you ever like rewatch any episode, just watch for Jason Segel. Watch Marshall. And yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Like watch them in the background. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. And so Barney cuts right through Ted's bullshit and says, the meter's running. Crapper, get off the pot. <laughs> and so he Thank r- you, Barney. Yes, right? So he runs out of the cab and then he's standing outside the bakery looking in. Um, and the bakery was actually modeled after Magnolia Bakery in New York. Mm. And he's looking through the window, and he sees Victoria there. Without a hairnet, frosting a cupcake. Okay, all right. (laughs) And he busts through the door, and this song swells up, and it's a song called um, Spit on a Stranger by the Mm -hmm. band called Pavement. And it just swells up, and she says, oh, thank God. And she runs and gives him a huge kiss. And it was a beautiful moment. You cannot deny that. Um, I actually... How? I don't know. I was annoyed. Can you imagine? I like. Can you like, imagine like she must have been thinking about him all day and regretting her decision as much as he did. Yeah, her you friends know what? Probably called her stupid. The next day it was ruined by her and her stupid fucking rules. <laughs> I know. Instead but... of taking the chance, like, come on, they got through so much of that evening and connected on every level, as Ted says, and she's still not going to give him. His, give him her name and then we'll spend the whole rest of the day and who knows how many days and weeks of her life sometimes you make mistakes caitlin it happens fine when you have a a deep and feeling soul oh things can go awry never know about that never know about things can go awry when you (laughs) when you care about other human beings so that was the wedding and clearly this is not going to be the last we see of victoria yeah so let's hope let's hope caitlin muster up gets, some strength gets right with god and and can get through these episodes all right so, so tall order friend tall order so what what did you think let's let's take the victoria vitriol out of it what did you think of this episode Try your best. If I take out Victoria, I like the storytelling elements. Yeah. I like the way the story was revealed. Yeah. Um, you just can't handle it. It's her. a perfect, it, no, it's a perfect Ted Mosby bullshit. Right. Bullshit, bullshit. Right. Yeah. You know, that's perfect for him. That's, I guess, exactly what he wants. I, I just, I hate, You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when people are on Facebook or social media talking about how great their lives are Mm, and how wonderful. Like, they have to do these big, huge things. You know what I mean? Like, Ted and Victoria, if they were on Facebook, they would probably have... They would either have a joint Facebook page or they would just comment all the time on each other's stuff and like these very long statuses stati <laughs> of just like you know just mushy gushy stuff gross up that you know what i think it's more special when it's shared between the two of you like you don't need so you think they i don't think you showy. need those no yeah mm. like it doesn't need to be these big a, a romantic a big grand romantic gesture does not have to be stealing a blue French horn. It can be something stupid like showing up with your favorite pizza on your birthday. But it's Ted. I know, Ted but Ted so needs st- the big stuff. Ugh, Everybody's well, different. I guess. Ted needs the big stuff. I don't always love Ted, but I think he and Victoria are a smart match. Yeah, but like I said, what is their relationship like? We don't Year know. nine, when we go to double digits, you know what I mean? Like, how that is not sustainable. We'll see, won't we? I guess. We shall yeah. see. Time will tell. Um, for me, I thought it was a fantastic episode. It's one that I have almost memorized, I've realized. I've watched mm. this one a lot. I used to love Victoria. Like I, I've seen it once I like before her, okay. watching it for this. I like her. I, I used to like her a lot more. Um so it's a huge episode. I mean, it's a big episode for Ted. We finally see him, you know, liking someone and having them like him back in equal yeah, measure, which is shocking. From... Moving on from Robin. We also see Robin admitting she likes Ted at the absolute worst time, which is mm-hmm. classic Robin. 
Um, So she's going to be struggling with that. And Ted's going to be in this new thing, which seems to be like it's going to be in, you know, a relationship to some degree, as far as we know. What he's been looking for. Exactly. Um, And like you said, I love the way it plays with time and story. And I am hashtag team Victoria in this situation. Hashtag not Victoria. I guess hashtag Robin. Yeah. (laughs) So you wish that you wish that Robin had said, I'm in love with you. Yeah, because then we could skip Victoria. (laughs) But it's not about Robin and Ted being together. It's like. No, it's not about Robin and Ted being together. It is literally about not Victoria. So it's like when you root for anyone that plays the Yankees or whatever. Absolutely. Gotcha. Hashtag San Diego Padres. (laughs) All right. So we have three legendary moments today. Count of three. Um, Okay. So the first one is very short. It's from Peter, who is on Twitter. Um, And he says, Victoria is my favorite thing. Thanks, Peter. You're a wise, wise gentleman with a kind soul. Peter, I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> JK. Yep, so that's the first one. Ugh. And then we have another one. And this one is from Abha again. Hello. Abha, yay. So, so her legendary moment is when Robin realizes she has feelings for Ted. And Lily says, geez, Louise, happiness is not that difficult. Guy said, I love that line. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just Robin saying like, oh, I, I cried and that was weird, but that doesn't mean I'm in love with the guy. The fact is, I don't know how I feel. Robin knows how she feels, but an excellent moment. It's like the, it's like the mini climax of the episode, you know? Yeah. Finding out that Robin does really have feelings for Ted. It's amazing. And it doesn't have Victoria in it. Yes, that's right. That moment did not have Victoria in it. So (laughs) Abha is on Caitlin's good side now. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then our last one is another voice call from Miranda. Ah, oh, Miranda. All right. Thanks, girl. Let's listen Let's to it. Let's take a it. listen. Hi, ladies. It's Miranda. I just finished watching Drumroll, Please. Well, this is another great episode. I have to tell you that finding a legendary moment in this one was very difficult for me because I liked every single little bit of it. I enjoyed Barney interrupting Ted and Victoria when they're trying to come up with fake names. Ted, 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 Ted. I enjoyed, you know, Robin crying in the bathroom in that pretty dress and saying, it was so gross, why is this happening? Because I have to be real here. I'm an ugly crier too, and I feel her pain. I do. I even like Claudia in this one when she's like sitting there in the airport wanting to get on a plane and complaining about how much it costs for a drink because we've all been there. But I think my legendary moment will have to be Marshall in the beginning, beginning, beginning of the episode. He's sitting behind Ted and he's just loving this piece of cake. He's eating it. He's enjoying it. This is the best part of the wedding to him. He loves this cake. And throughout the entire episode, it has been cake, 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 cake for him. Like, and when they finally find out Victoria is the person who made the cake, he's all excited because he gets to go get more cake. I will always love Marshall. Marshall is my number one character. He is the heart of the show to me. I think he gets along with everyone. He laughs at Barney's jokes. He understands Ted's weirdness and he still makes fun of him for it. He loves Lily. So I truly, truly love him. So that part was my favorite legendary moment. Oh, and as a side note. When we get to another episode, I can share my theory of the blazer. Because I have a theory about why there's so many blazers in season one. I have a reason why they stopped it. But we just gotta wait to the episodes because I don't want to spoil it for everybody. Okay, guys. You have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. She's the cutest. She is so cute. We love Miranda. Oh my god. We love everybody so much. Her uh, legendary moments did not include... Victoria either. Well, mine does. So. And second week in a row, we have the same favorite or same legendary moment. Marshall eating the fucking cake. So good. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch that that scene because it's excellent. All right. What's yours? My favorite's the very last scene when he runs into the when he runs into the bakery. It just swells up. I mean, how could you not? How could you not feel that? 
Victoria. Victoria. I was a little concerned that she was frosting the cupcake. Okay. This is a land of magic. What kind of bakery is she running? (laughs) What kind of of shoddy, shoddy organization you got going? Two-bit stand is it? Two-bit cupcake stand. Oh, well, you're going to love the next couple episodes. Oh, they're going to be painful to get through. But Robin is excellent in the next couple. She's salty as hell. Love me a salty bitch. Yeah. Good. I made it through. Good job, Caitlin. I'm really, really proud of you. I tried not to just say I didn't like Victoria because I hate that she has no upper lip. We almost made it. We almost. <laughs> Caitlin just did like a chipmunk face into the camera. Oh my god! <laughs> just kidding. If you have no upper lip, I still care about you. But I don't just. I don't know her, her face when she's smiling. She's a really cute girl. Like she's not un- like unattractive. You know. But I don't like her sh- stupid dress, her shoes. Or her stupid mouth. Yeah, none of it. Not one little bit. Her Sorry. Her but she's but day. she's perfect for him. She's perfect. She, so I she's can... ugly and annoying and stupid, but she's perfect for Ted. They're deserving of each other. Nice. Real nice. Well, can't wait to find out where this where this saga takes us. Yeah. And what else is boiling up inside of Caitlin. So come back next week for Zip, 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 which is another fun episode. Very heavy yes. Marshall and Lily episode. The so, best. you know, we're really excited for that. Thanks for listening. Uh, we post new recaps every Thursday. So be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And don't forget, if you want to send us a legendary moment from an upcoming episode, or if we've already covered it, please still send it to us. We'll read it on our next podcast. Email us at heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter or Facebook. You can find us at heybeautifulpod. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Bye.